Welcome to the Get and Grit podcast, where we tell the stories of sinners and saints dropping some rocks in your pocket that we hope will turn into precious stones. Our subject today is about a book written by Michael P. Foley called Drinking with the Saints. G.K. Chesterton is said to have stated that only Catholicism has been able to reconcile the pipe, the pint, and the cross. Michael P. Foley's book, Drinking with the Saints, states many a good fact about such a resolution, especially the poem of Hilaire Belloc. Wherever the Catholic sun doth shine, there's always laughter and good red wine. At least I've found it so. Benedicamus Domino. Wine and whiskey encyclopedist E. Frank Henriques marvel that some of the world's greatest liquors originated from men and women who chose to follow Christ. The ultimate cause is both a gratitude for the goodness of creation as well as an understanding of that creation as sacramental. You know, the medieval monasteries perfected the brewing of beer, and the Benedictine monk Dom Perignon invented, you guessed it, champagne. Whiskey was invented by Irish monks who shared their knowledge with the Scots and then the world. Chartreuse, the world's most magical liqueur, was perfected by Carthusian monks. And still so, only two monks are allowed at any one time to know the recipe. And the California wine industry began with the blessed Unipero Sarah so long ago. These are just a few of the fun facts you'll find in Michael P. Foley's book, Drinking with the Saints, A Sinner's Guide to a Holy Happy Hour. But he writes more. To the Catholic mind... Not only can earthly physical things be turned by the agency of God into channels of the divine, invisible grace, as we see with the seven sacraments, but all creation is a sacramentum, or a divine sign, pointing to the luminous goodness of God. Now, let's not say this is just a Catholic thing, for both Catholics and Episcopalians have stated that wherever you find three or four gathered in his name, there's got to be a fifth. It is duly noted And the point is well laid out, though, by Mr. Foley in his book, using both Chesterton and Aquinas, as each man spoke regarding the fact that we should not become luscious. The former stating, we should thank God for beer and burgundy by not drinking too much of them. St. Thomas Aquinas said, alcohol can be consumed in a moral manner to the point of cheerfulness, which we should note that a cheerful man is not the one holding up the lamppost or the other one that is three sheets into the wind. The Catechism of the Catholic Church does not condemn fermented or distilled beverages, but only per se, but only their excessive use. That's uh, Catechism 2290. But as the scholastics of old used to say, abusus non tolit usum, the abuse of something does not negate its proper use. Aquinas reasons that just as bread is good for the body, gluten detractors notwithstanding, wine is good for the soul insofar as it cheers the heart of a man. Foley's guide clearly points out drinking with the saints has, as one of its aims, the promotion of the refined and temperate art of drinking, an art which involves a discerning palate, a sense of moderation, and a generous dose of self-knowledge, appreciating taste versus quaffing down torrents of the cheerful brew in order to short-circuit the brain. When our Lord made wine, it was so good that it impressed the seasoned stewards at the wedding at Cana. He was endorsing only the best forms of imbibing. Drinking with the Saints, it is a fine book. I highly recommend it. 
Michael P. Foley has some genuine insights, as I have shared, I hope, thoughtfully and precisely. In closing, he writes, It may sound strange to think of yourself drinking with the faithful departed, but do remember that line in the creed about the communion of saints. It affirms that we in the church, militant below, down here, are united with the church triumphant above for the simple reason that death, that silly, stingless thing, has no dominion over the mystical body of Christ. My departed holy brother or sister in Christ is as alive to me as my pew mate kneeling next to me. For exactly when one of that cloud of witnesses has shuffled off his mortal coil is spiritually irrelevant thanks to the resurrection that has trampled death by death. Yes, as Foley writes, it might seem strange that we are toasting and drinking with the saints. But if the wedding at Cana is any indication of our divine bridegroom's preferences, you can rest assured that the celestial vintage is being enjoyed by all. So, to those already at the wedding feast, arete pro nobis, that means pray for us. And to those of us still on pilgrimage here below, prosit, which means a toast to your good health. Ain't it so? This is Gittin' Grit signing off. I hope you'll come and visit us at www.gritquest.com. I hope you'll think about taking a look at some of our quests and maybe taking part with us on a great adventure. Blessings to you all. Prosit. <laughs>